Yes, we have started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Adults and Teens Service here at Calvary Worship Center. Here I am, Pastor. No, <laughs> Dina Wanjiko, joined by Pastor Joseph Kahuko Getuto. And today we have the Q and A session. So, and we will be talking about um the spiritual significance of language mm. and we welcome all of you who are joining us the ones who are going to join us later to comment below and ask as many questions as you can and i promise we're going to handle those questions at the end of our um at the end of our session okay yeah. and before we start i'm going to uh, invite pastor joseph to pray for us so pastor joseph Hello everyone, Karibu Sara, uh, Pastor Joseph Kahuho Gatoto here, Young Adults and Teens Pastor at Calvary Worship Center. And before we begin, I'd just like to say a very happy birthday to our senior pastor, oh, Pastor Ron. Happy birthday, happy birthday Ron. from all the young adults. We love and appreciate we you so love very you much. So much. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your fatherly love. We love and appreciate you so very much. Mm -hmm. May God bless you and increase you abundantly in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen and amen. So I if you can just bow your heads with us and we just pray and we just uh, get into this particular teaching and in this particular session for the glory of God and as we get to learn a bit more about the word of God and from the word of God for the glory of God. <laughs> Father, we want to thank you and to bless you, Abba Father. We give you glory and we magnify your holy name, Jehovah Shammah. Thank you, O Lord, for indeed this is the day that you have made, O Lord, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, Abba Father. We pray, Jehovah Father, in the name of Jesus, that Almighty Father, you will open our understanding in Jesus' name. That Abba Father, you will enable us to understand. Your word says in the book of Job, that who is a teacher like you, Jehovah God, that who is able to teach you? Nobody can teach you, Abba Father. You are the teacher, Jehovah God, Almighty Father. You are wisdom, Abba Father. You are the understanding of understanding, Jehovah God. You are the mind of mind, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus. It takes you to know you, Abba Father. And we come before your Jehovah God, asking you, Jehovah God, that you open our understanding based on your word in Ephesians 1.17, Jehovah God, so that we can get to understand and know you, Abba Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, Jehovah God, that you cleanse us, Jehovah, cleanse us, purify us, Almighty God, give us a sober mind, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. We speak against distractions in the mighty name of Jesus, Abba Father. We speak against distractions, Abba Father, that we will be able to focus on you as your word tells us in the book of Hebrews that we should keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Abba Father, that you enable us, O oh God, enable us to comprehend and understand you, you who is eternity, you who is from eternity to eternity, Abba Father, your thoughts, Almighty God, are unsearchable. You, Almighty Father, are unsearchable. Jehovah God. We pray that you enable us even now Jehovah God as we study you Jehovah as we get oriented as every teaching is an orientation into eternity Abba Father. That as you take us deeper and deeper into you that we will get to understand you Abba Father in the name of Jesus. Give us the spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of understanding Abba Father in Jesus name. Your word says in the book of Hebrews 
breakthroughs, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, that we have spiritual senses, Abba Father. We pray that you enlighten our spiritual senses, Almighty God. We pray, Almighty Father, in the name of Jesus, that our ears will not be dull of hearing, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Almighty Father, that you open our spiritual ears, O God. My Father, I begin to speak to the listeners and the viewers, Almighty God. Those are Father, Almighty Father, whose spiritual ears have been closed. Mighty Father, I pray that you open them. In Jesus' mighty name, activate them through your spirit, Abba Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Abba Father, in Jesus' name. We begin to speak the cleansing from foreign voices, from foreign frequencies, Abba Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we begin to speak discernment. My God, that ears will be trained ears to discern your frequency, to discern your voice, that we will get to know you, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus. Share, Abba In the name of Jesus, Abba Father, Shakarabazande Bresete. In Jesus' mighty name, Jehovah, cleanse us of an, uh, cleanse us, cleanse our ears, remove secular sounds, Abba Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, I begin to speak against the sound of worry, the sound of fear, the sound of doubt, Abba Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, your word says that you give us a spirit of power and of sound mind, not a spirit of fear. I rebuke every spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Every sound of fear, my God, I silence it in the lives of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Father, we ask you, Jehovah God, enlighten our understanding. Abba Father, where there is spiritual and alphabetism, Jehovah God, we begin to speak against it right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every spirit that causes my God, every spirit, mighty Father, that causes spiritual and alphabetism, we begin to speak against it, Almighty God. Minds that have been captured by the enemy, we begin to speak freedom to understanding in Jesus mighty name. We begin to speak freedom freedom in understanding. Jehovah God now in the name of Jesus understanding be freed mighty father we pray Jehovah God that you give us spiritual intelligence Abba Father in the mighty name of Jesus that we will see past the physical that we will understand past the physical in the mighty name of Jesus in Jesus name let our spiritual man be built up my God let our spiritual man be built up be built up my God build us up build us up build us up in Jesus mighty name Abba Father that my Father through your understanding we will receive your perspective in the name of Jesus you give understanding so that we can understand you Lord we pray that you give us understanding almighty Father as you increase the understanding of Solomon increase our understanding our understanding in the name of Jesus as you increase the understanding of Daniel mighty father increase our understanding as it pertains to spiritual things Abba father we pray that you increase in the name of Jesus Abba father mighty lord we decree and declare freedom 
freedom, Jehovah. We thank you for your ministering spirit. Who even right now, Jehovah, cleansing ears, Almighty Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Father, we even begin to break negative words that have been spoken upon your people, Abba Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Abba Father. Every negative word, we break it in Jesus' name. Negative words from authorities, we break them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we break them. We break them in Jesus' mighty name, Jehovah. The effect of negative vibrations, Abba Father. We begin to speak against them in Jesus' mighty name. We begin to speak a cleansing of the atmosphere of your people, Jehovah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Abba Father. That even in this time, Almighty Father, in the name of Jesus, in this time, Jehovah, that you are not gathered together in your house, we decree and declare that souls will not be lost, Almighty God, that there will not be a falling back in Jesus' mighty name. Every voice, every sound of fear, we, my God, silence it, my God, in the church, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, Jehovah God, that your will will be done, O oh Father. We thank you. We bless you. We glorify you, Abba Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Jehovah God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just join me in giving thanks to the Lord. The Word says that He inhabits the praises of His people. And even now, we are experiencing His presence where we are. And I begin to pray that you encounter God right now where you are in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shanda brakate mazoto roshete bazakata mazodo jeteke rebo shanda bazande brokoto mazade bashate. Father, we begin to speak healing. We begin to speak healing in the name of Jesus. Shereba. Healing from psychological abuse in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. Every psychological torment, Jehovah God, we speak healing in Jesus' mighty name. We speak healing, Jehovah God. Mighty Father, we begin to revoke the power, the power, Jehovah God, mighty Lord, of negative memories of our Father. And healing from memories, Jehovah God, that have scarred some people, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, healing Jehovah God, healing Jehovah God, healing in Jesus' mighty name. Healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing from negative experiences, Jehovah God. My Father, that there will begin to be a change of perspective. A change of perspective, Jehovah God. A change of perspective, Jehovah God. There are some, Jehovah God, whose, whose perspective, Jehovah God, is wrong because of wrong experiences. Because of bad experiences that have formed wrong perspectives. And Almighty God, I begin to speak, Jehovah God. Mighty Father, a transformation of mind to the of the Holy Spirit through the person of the Holy Spirit Almighty God thank you Holy Spirit that even now you are saying if they dig deep they dig deep in your word they read your word Almighty Father there will be a shift a change of perspective Almighty Father in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you because you're changing perspectives Almighty God we thank you because you have redeemed you have redeemed you have redeemed Almighty Father you have redeemed the times Almighty God in Jesus mighty name and you've healed from scars almighty father mighty god we thank you for your healing we thank you our father in jesus mighty name there is none like you jesus restore the heart restore the hearts of your people jehovah god and redeem them from heart in jesus mighty name our father in jesus mighty name 
Amen and amen. 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 What a powerful amen. way of starting our session. And I want to remind you guys once again and welcome all of you that are joining us. Uh, comment, ask questions, and I will be reading them loud so that Pastor Joseph or we will answer them at the end of our session. And Pastor Joseph, to start this off in the simple <coughs> way, what is language and the origin of language? That's, that's a very interesting question. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to language, uh, one thing that we have to understand is that uh, when you look at most definitions when it comes to language, they will define language as a combination of words uh, that are used by a particular group of people. And the reason why they say a particular group of people uh, is because we have different languages. We have different languages. And when you look at the Bible uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 6, that's actually the beginning of these other particular languages that we get to see. Because prior to that, the Bible tells us that before the Tower of Babel and before the confusion of languages, as it is written in scripture, before the confusion of languages, that all of mankind used to speak one particular language. All of mankind used to speak one particular language. And when we trace that back retrospectively, when we trace that back retrospectively, uh, we come to the book of Genesis and we come to the creation of man. And when God was creating man, uh, what we are told is that when God breathed the breath of life into man, man became a living being. But from that particular moment that God creates man, the next thing we see when it comes to God and man, God is speaking to man. And when God is speaking to man, man understands what God is saying. Man understands what God is saying. And when he understands what God is saying, the reason why man understands what God is saying is because man was created in language, man was created from language, man was created by language, man was created through language, and man was created in a language. Language was created as part and parcel of man. So that particular moment that God was breathing the breath of life into man, that is the time that now God breathes not only the breath of life, but God also breathed into man understanding and breathing into man, he also breathed into man language. So we also have to understand that language is a function of understanding because understanding functions in language. Understanding is in language. Without language, there is no understanding and without understanding, there is no language. Mm -hmm. So you get to see that language was part and parcel of uh, was part and parcel of the beginning of man. But when you look at scripture, language goes past the beginning of man because when God was constructing creation in mind, in his mind that is to say, and when God was constructing creation for mind, the Bible tells us that God said and it was. But prior to God said and it was, in eternity past, uh, past the moment in Genesis 1-1, uh, past the eternal moment in Genesis 1-1, we go past Kapisa, we go a little bit past, and we go to eternity past, past that moment in Genesis 1-1, which is a moment in eternity past. God constructed creation in mind using language. Now, we are not told what that particular language is, but God constructed creation in his own language. And we can probably term it as, quote-unquote, divine language. So God constructed creation in divine language. So you find that language has its genesis prior to man. That before there was man, there was language. And that language was the language of God. And that language, because God is from eternity to eternity, we find that language existed with God, in God, and that language is from God. That even before God conceived, the 
before God created, God existed, and in the existence of God, God was with language and in language as part and parcel of himself because God has understanding, because God is a thinking being. So you find that language, the origin of language, traces back uh, to past man. It traces to eternity past, and it traces to eternity past, and because God is from eternity to eternity, the language, the origin of language is from eternity, who is the person of God, and this language of God and in God is from eternity to eternity with the person of God. And when God now is uh, confusing the languages in Genesis chapter 6, God is causing other languages to come to life, and these are the languages that he's causing to come to life are languages which were in him because he causes them in man. And prior to them being caused in man, they were already in God. Oh, okay. So can we say, would we say, was language created? And if so, how did it channel from God to us? Now, when you come to the Bible in the book of Genesis, the language that God breathed into man, when God was breathing the breath of life into man, mm -hmm. now that is the genesis of human language. That is the genesis of human language. Mm -hmm. And when you come to the book of um, Genesis again, chapter 6, where God again is confusing the languages, causing other languages to come into being, you find that that happens through God. So when it comes to uh, the languages that God caused them to be in man, mm -hmm. we could arguably state that uh, when God was causing them to be in man, that God was creating them in man. But prior to them being created in man, these languages were in God. Yeah. So, Pastor Joseph, so uh, now let's get, we're getting now deep. Because today, remember guys, our topic is the spiritual significance of language. That's what we're handling today. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get into scripture. Yeah. So, how has language been used in scripture? The way language has been used, uh, first and foremost, when you come to scripture, we be, I like beginning in the book of Genesis, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, in the book of Genesis, uh, first and foremost, what we're introduced to is the person of God. And after we're introduced to the person of God, we're introduced to the work of God. And after we're introduced to the work of God, we're introduced to the actualization of the work of God. Mm -hmm. And after we're introduced to the actualization of the work of God, the other thing that we see is that we're introduced to man. And the whole of creation... God and man, mm -hmm. and from God and man to the rest of creation. Mm -hmm. uh, so you find that the way scripture has been, uh, the way language has been used in scripture, first and foremost, language is used theologically. Language is used theologically. It means that language is used in, this, in scripture to reveal the person of God. Then the second way you find that language is used in scripture, language is used to reveal anthropology now when you come to anthropology that has to do with the study of man that has to do with the person of man with the nature of man with that which man is what man is and who man is by man i'm using the term man generically uh, to refer to both uh, uh, male and female so you find that language is used to communicate truth and language is used to communicate the truth of who God is. Language is used to communicate the truth of what and who man is. So in scripture, language is used um, theologically and language is used anthropologically. But you also find in scripture that language is also used poetically. Now there is poetic language. 
there's a lot of poetic language. For instance, when you come to the book of Psalms, mm -hmm. uh, then when you come to the book of Job, mm -hmm. when you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, when you go to the book of uh, uh, Song of Songs mm -hmm. and all that, you find that language is used uh, poetically. Mm -hmm. And in all of these things, God is just revealing truth. So in scripture, the way language has been used, language has been used to reveal truth. And this truth is the person of God. As scripture tells us in John, uh, John 1 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. So the central theme and the central figure, the central person in scripture is Christ. He is the truth and Christ is God. Mm -hmm. So you find that the whole point of scripture and the way language is used, it is used to reveal the person of God. It is used to reveal the person of God and the way that God now relates to his creation and the way that man relates to God and the way that man relates with fellow men and relates to God, which is theology and which is also anthropology. Okay, guys, drop your questions. Pastor Joseph will be handling as we keep on uh, handling some of the questions uh, in regards to language. So, Pastor Joseph, yes. still about scripture. Yeah. Since uh, the scripture uses language. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit uh, is here to help us to understand that's the word, the truth, right? Yes. So, so how does the Holy Spirit use the language to minister to us? Interesting. Uh, when you look at scripture, when Jesus was talking about uh, the Holy Spirit from the book of John 14, and it goes all the way to uh, the book of John uh, chapter 16, I find that God is talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. And in talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, uh, he says that unless I go, God will not send the helper. Mm -hmm. Now that is Paracletos, which means another one of the same kind as me, but not me. Mm -hmm. To mean that the Holy Spirit is also God. And the Bible says, Jesus was saying that he will lead you into all truth. Mm -hmm. He will lead you into all truth. But Jesus says that he will not speak from himself. Mm -hmm. But he will take that which is mine and give it to you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus adds something else. Uh, he says that he will take that which is of mine and give it to you. And that which is of mine is that which is of the Father. Because the Father and I are one. So you find that the Holy Spirit ministers the whole counsel of God. He ministers the whole counsel of God. And because when you come to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. He speaks. Even when you go to the book of Revelations at the end, he says that let those who have an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So the Holy Spirit is speaking. But in the Holy Spirit speaking, when he uses language, we have to understand we have very many different languages. Mm -hmm. And God is fluent in all of the languages. Let me repeat that. God is fluent in all of the languages. He's very fluent in all of the languages. There is no one particular language that God does not understand mm -hmm. because he's the origin of these particular languages. Yeah. And if anything, he is the most skilled in these languages. And remember, the Holy Spirit is God. So when the Holy Spirit is revealing God to us, because when you come to Scripture, Scripture is written in a language. The Bible that you use, whether it's in Swahili, whether it's in English or any other particular language, you find that it's written in language. And in order for us to understand what is written, the Holy Spirit must reveal it to us. And when the Holy Spirit reveals it to us, the Holy Spirit opens our understanding. And remember, understanding. And we say that language is a function of understanding. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to understand what is written, we need language. And the language that we use, it is that language that the person of the Holy Spirit uses to reveal to us the person of God. In short, if you use English, the Holy Spirit speaks to you in English. If you use Swahili, or sometimes even if you, you are fluent in Swahili, 
Kiswahili, you're fluent in uh, English, he can speak to you in either or. The Holy Spirit speaks in all the languages. So you find that the Holy Spirit in speaking in all of these languages, we also find that as he reveals God in our understanding and through the language of our understanding, the Holy Spirit is contextualizing the person of God, that God is able to understand you in your language. And if he's able to understand you in your, in your language, then God is also by default also able to understand you in your context. Because at the end of the day, you find that, and uh, you find that Christ became man. Christ became man. That is to say, God came into our context. And now the Holy Spirit resides in us. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Now that means that the Holy Spirit as well has come into our context. And because the Holy Spirit has come into our context, he speaks from an understanding of our context. And because the Holy Spirit has understanding and the Holy Spirit is in understanding and with understanding and operates from understanding and is the understanding of understanding being the person of God and inherent in understanding this language because without understanding there's no language and without language there's no understanding. Both are integral to each other. So you find that the Holy Spirit in enabling us to understand, he enables us to understand in our language. And the Holy Spirit, in order for the Holy Spirit to understand our context, which the Holy Spirit understood in eternity past, he understood each and every single person's context in eternity past, and in order for him to understand it, he understands it in language, that which we termed at the beginning as divine language. The Holy Spirit understands our context in divine language, in that particular language, and he begins to speak to us. And also you find that how the Holy Spirit also uses language. For instance, when we pray to God, we are using language. Most of the time we are using language. And when we use this particular language to speak, we speak from scripture. That which the Spirit has revealed to us in language and through language is the same that we pray to God using language. But you see, that which we are praying to God through language is what has been revealed to us by the person of the Holy Spirit using language. And the moment we get to know it now, we get to pray because it's been revealed to us through language. For instance, even when you come to the gifts of prophecy, the gifts of words of knowledge, the gifts of words of wisdom, these gifts, they operate, you hear, word of wisdom. No, Now, wisdom is practical, but you see it says word of wisdom. To mean that these words, because when you come to language, you say that language is also a combination of words. So this particular word that is of wisdom is in a language. And it is through the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us a word of wisdom. You see, and the Holy Spirit gives us a word of knowledge. And when the Holy Spirit is giving us a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a word of encouragement, it is in a language. It is in a language. For instance, you can tell me, uh, you know what, say this and this to Brian. I don't understand Brian's context, but he understands. He understands, excuse me, and he has revealed it to me in a language, and I speak it to Brian in a language, and Brian is able to know this is from God. If he's discerning enough, he'll know this is from the person of God, and you see, that happens. If it's a word of wisdom, then that word of wisdom is in a language, and the Holy Spirit has revealed it to me in a language, and he has said, say this to Brian, and I say that to Brian, and a word of encouragement, I say that to Brian. You get it? So... That's how the Holy Spirit uses language. Even when it comes to teaching, uh, for instance, when Pastor Ron, Pastor Sharon, myself, uh, uh, myself, or Pastor Bethel, we be standing and we are teaching all the different teachers that we have in Calvary Worship Center. Mm -hmm. For that, when they are teaching, they are teaching using a language. 
But that which they are teaching in a language and through a language and from a language, from a language because they understood it in language, and this understanding of this topic that they understood in language is from a language through the passing of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us that let he who speaks the word of God speak as though he was speaking the very words of God. To mean that when you're speaking a word, when you're being told to teach, you're appointed to teach and you're teaching. Let that which you teach be that it is the word that God is speaking to the church. And because it is the word that is speaking to the church and it is a word, it is in a language. And the Holy Spirit reveals to you, this is the counsel of God because the Holy Spirit reveals the counsel of God. And the revelation of the counsel of God in the person of the Holy Spirit is via language. But not, it's not only limited to language because the Holy Spirit can give us visions and dreams so that you can also get to know the counsel of God. And inherent in which even in the dreams, for instance, when you go to the book of Daniel and also when you look at the story of Joseph, uh, it has a lot of symbolism. Dream has a lot of symbolism. And when you look at Daniel and you look at Joseph, they give the interpretation of dreams using language. But Joseph and Daniel say one thing which is very profound and very tremendous. Uh, this is what they say, that it is God who gives understanding. It is God who gives understanding. Rather, it is God who enables us to understand the symbolic language, the symbolic imagery, because our symbolism is in images, you know, to enable us to understand this symbolism in dreams so that we can interpret it. Because even when Daniel is giving the dream that uh, the interpretation had, he's giving it, but he's giving it in language. Because it was revealed to him through the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, when Joseph is interpreting the dream of Pharaoh, and prior to that, interpreting the dream of his two uh, prison mates, he's interpreting in language and this la this interpretation is from the person of the holy spirit who reveals the counsel of god as paul tells us somewhere in the book of first corinthians that it is the spirit of god that searches the deep things of god and knows the deep things of god and reveals the deep things of god for what knows the deep things in a man other than the spirit of the man so the Spirit of God knows the deep things of God, that is the counsel of God, and reveals the counsel of God through language. Whether that language is Kikuyu, Kimasai, it doesn't matter which language it is, the Holy Spirit will speak it, and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to us using language. So do we have um, God's language and man's language? Now, uh, when you go to Genesis, Genesis 1, we don't know the language that God thought in. We don't know the language that God constructed uh, creation. We don't know whatever language it is. But when you look at scripture, uh, when specifically we find that now uh, the person of Paul through the aid of the Holy Spirit, or rather the Holy Spirit through the person of Paul, is writing about the gift of tongues and all this stuff. Uh, he's telling us that what benefit is there if I speak in the language of angels but I do not have love. So there's a language that is of angels. Yeah, and you find now again there is the languages of men. So you find that we have different types of languages. There is that which we call, quote unquote, divine language, the language in which God thought in, and the language in which God constructed creation from. Mm -hmm. uh, when he said, Let there be light, he was speaking in a language. Mm -hmm. And he was, when he was speaking the frequency of light and speaking in that divine language, mm -hmm. you can arguably say that there is that divine language. Again, yeah. that there is that divine language. Mm -hmm. But also, scripture tells us that we have tongues of angels, which is to mean languages of angels. You know, And then when you come to uh, 
uh, when you come to men also you find that in men we also have different languages which are known as different tribes or different tongues so you find that we have these three types of languages but inherent in these three types of languages i find that we have uh, we have kinds mm -hmm. kinds of languages then inherent in the kinds of languages we have kinds within kinds of languages yeah. Yeah, because even when you find that people in church are now praying in that spiritual language, they are praying in tongues. Mm -hmm. Something interesting, you find that most of the time there is a difference of tongues. And sometimes you can be praying in tongues, but you advance through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, when I believe sometimes when we enter new dimensions in the person of the Holy Spirit, we also enter into uh, dimensions in languages, that is to say in spiritual languages of prayer. So you find that there are times you used to pray in a certain way in the Spirit, then there's this time you're praying a different way in the Spirit. And you find that even that which you're praying, now going back to what you asked about how the Holy Spirit uses languages, that the Holy Spirit baptizes with tongues. And when he's baptizing with tongues and we begin to speak these spiritual languages, we're speaking these spiritual languages, but it is the person of the Holy Spirit that has baptized us with tongues. And we speak in these divine heavenly languages that only God is able to God understands, you know, yeah. God understands because it is directed to him as Paul told us that he who prays in tongues prays mysteries to God. Mm -hmm. You know, so for instance, when you're praying Shata, Rabba, you know, you are praying that, but you're praying a mystery to God, and God is able to understand. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the person of the Holy Spirit will give a message through a tongue, and it will need an interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you find that we have different types of languages, and you could arguably state that we have the divine language, but we need to remember that the frequency of God is eternal, that God is euphonic. And because he is euphonic, that will also say that inherent in the person of God, there are, quote-unquote, arguably, eternal languages. Okay. Yeah. So euphonic, what do you say it's called? Uh, euphonic, you find that uh, frequencies are different. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a frequency that is monophonic. Mm -hmm. Then we have a frequency that is uh, probably duophonic or triphonic. And then you find that we have a frequency uh, that is polyphonic and you have a frequency that now the frequency of God, which is the frequency of frequencies, mm -hmm. which is eternophonic okay. or ephonic. Because when you come to the person of God and when God was speaking in scripture, uh, both Ezekiel and the person of Apostle John, when he's writing the book of Revelations, uh, they speak and they say the following, that his sound sounded like the sound of many waters. And Karijoba has done a song. Uh, the sound of many waters is called uh, speak to me and when, when she's beginning she says that the sound of many waters comes the sea in me but you see when you go to scripture it says it sounded like many waters that is to say that the sound of God or the frequency of God sounded polyphonic many because poly means many it sounded polyphonic but it is not polyphonic it is euphonic why because you cannot categorize eternity Eternity is its own category, and eternity is the person of God. But when you come to somebody like um, Satan, when you look at scripture, uh, and I'm talking about Satan, Satan was created uh, with each and every single instrument as part and parcel of himself and so forth. And we know that Satan is gifted and was gifted with God when it comes to uh, singing and so forth. So you find Satan is polyphonic. He's polyphonic, you know, but for men you find there's some who are triphonic, there's some who are diphonic, there are the others who are monophonic. For instance, I'm monophonic. That means I can probably, arguably, though Davis is going to laugh at this, I can arguably just probably just sing, and in my sing, I know it's a soprano. That's it. That's all I can do. Is that philosophy or theology? 
theology. Oh, it's theology. It's theology. Okay, guys, I can see some of you are joining us. Please, 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 please drop your comment and questions. I promise I'm going to read your questions at the end of this session and Pastor Joseph is going to handle those questions. So, Pastor Joseph, as we move now to our core, the core of this session. Now, yes. What is the spiritual significance of language? Now, um, first thing we need to understand about language, uh, prior to everything else, and everything else that we've said is important, but what we also need to understand is that language is metaphysical. Language is metaphysical. Language is not physical. Language is metaphysical, but language can be given physical form. For instance, when I write down Joseph, mm -hmm. now, Joseph is in English, and I've written down Joseph. Mm -hmm. So I've given Joseph, the name Joseph, physical form. And this name Joseph is in a language. Mm -hmm. And because a language is metaphysical, and when you look at the book of Genesis chapter 1, you find that God spoke, and that which God spoke was metaphysical. Mm -hmm. But uh, he spoke in a language, and that language produced things which are physical. It produced things which are physical. Now, this physical realm that we have. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, you find that, because the Bible says, where were you? Job was asked this question by God. Where were you when I created the earth and the signs of God referring to angels rejoice together in unity? So you find that every creation, every creation, when we create, we create from understanding, we create in understanding, and in creating in understanding and from understanding, it is through language and it is in language. So you find that the physical realm was constructed in language and was constructed through language and by language and from language in the person of God whose understanding functions in language. So the physical was produced through language. Mm -hmm. And you find that now we have the physical realm, then we have the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is a created realm. And the spiritual realm was created by the person of God. So we have three realms. We have the physical realm, we have the spiritual realm, mm -hmm. and we have the spiritual realm. Now the spiritual realm, the Bible says God is spirit. Now God is his own realm and his own atmosphere. He is his own realm of existence. Mm -hmm. No place can contain God, including the heavens that he created himself. Yeah, because uh, what we've got to understand is that when it comes to God, the creation of God cannot contain God. God is the only one that can contain himself. And God is contained in himself. So you find you have the spirit realm or the eternal realm, which is the person of God. Then we have the spiritual realm and we have the physical realm. Now, the spiritual realm and the physical realm were created through language. They were created through language. Now, we find that language is metaphysical, but language is metaphysical with metaphysical and physical effects. Language has metaphysical and physical effects because that which is metaphysical, the spiritual realm, was created through language. And that which is physical, now this physical realm, was created through language. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us, when you read the book of Proverbs, there is a place that it says the following, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Not necessarily to mean this particular time, but to mean the following, that life and death are in the power of language. So what you speak, what you speak really matters. And what you also have to understand is that when we speak, we are dissipating a spiritual energy. When we speak, we are dissipating a spiritual energy. And we have to understand that also when we speak, we are using our life energy. 
So language is in a life energy, and language in and of itself is from the life energy that is the person of God. So what we got to understand is that the moment I'm speaking to you now, I'm using my life energy to speak. Now what you got to understand now is that I'm using my life energy to speak, but I have a spiritual energy. And my spiritual energy is in a charge as well. And when I'm speaking to you now, I'm dissipating words. And these words that I'm speaking are in a charge. And this charge is either positive or negative. Now you have to understand that the charge of God is eternally positive. So what you got to understand is that the moment we begin to speak life, the moment you're speaking life, the moment you're speaking and you're spiritually alive, you're spiritually alive, that means that you're a born-again believer, as it is written in the book of John 3, 3, that no one shall see the kingdom of God unless they are saved. So the moment you begin to speak and you are speaking, you are dissipating spiritual energy. And that spiritual energy that you are dissipating, you are dissipating it in your words. So these words come in an, en in an energy. And if these words, they are positive, they come in this positive energy. So that means to me now these words are of life because you are a person who has life. And when you speak, you're speaking from your spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. And you're speaking from the dimension that you're in the person of God and from the level that you're in in the dimension that you're in the person of God. Which you got to understand that different dimensions in God and different levels in dimensions contain and are in different spiritual charges. So when I'm speaking now, I'm speaking from the dimension I mean in the person of God, and I'm speaking from the level that I mean in the dimension that I mean in the person of God, and I'm dissipate, dissipating a charge that is parallel to where I am. So this charge that I'm dissipating, because it is in the Word of God, and from the Word of God, and through the person of God, and in the person of God who is the Holy Spirit who is living in me as a believer, it comes out with this life charge. And this life charge is able to give Life, Because now I'm speaking the word. And when you're speaking the word, the word of God says in the book of Hebrews that the word of God is active and alive. Active and alive. So the moment you're speaking the word of God, and this word of God is active and alive. And when God wrote this word through man, he wrote it in his charge. So this word of God is powerful, active and alive. So when you're speaking this word, you are dissipating the life charge of God. And when you're dispatching this life church of God, it has spiritual effects. But we, got to, we have to understand that the sound of God has metaphysical and physical effects. So when we are speaking this, there is a metaphysical and physical effect in the life of people. And when you come now to this other part where we begin to speak words which are not good, words which do not give life. That's what the Bible says, the life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we have to understand that when we begin to speak death, that means when we begin to kill things by words that we speak, when we begin to uh, discourage people by the words that we speak, when we begin to kill the motivation of people by the words that we speak, what happens is that we begin to, now we are speaking negatively. And when you are speaking negatively, you are dissipating a negative charge. That is to say the words that you speak are in a negative vibration. And because they are in a, in a negative vibration, they are going to have a negative effect. They're going to have a negative effect. That's why you find there are things that we say. And the Bible also tells us somewhere in the book of Hebrews, uh, somewhere in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says the following in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, I don't remember the particular verse, but I believe it's in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. When it says that, be careful that do not cast the king 
Do not cast the king in your bedroom or do not say this about this or about the king. Because a bird of the air will take the word and will carry it. Now it's talking about a bird of the air will take the words and carry it. It's talking about demons coming and carrying these words and taking them. Because when we speak certain things, when there are certain things we proclaim, the enemy takes them to go and fulfill them. Especially when they are contrary to the word of God, the enemy takes them and goes to fulfill them. The enemy takes them and begins to cause them to work, to cause them to come to pass in our lives. Why? Because they are not in accordance to the will of God. And if they are not in accordance to the will of God, they are not in the vibrational charge of God. And because they are not in the vibrational charge of God, they are in the vibrational charge of the enemy. And the enemy's vibrational charge is totally and completely negative. So he takes them and he comes to cause them to come to pass in our lives. That's why it's important for us to be mindful of what we speak. That's why it's important for us to mind what we speak into the lives of our children. To mind what we call our children. Because when we call them a goat, for instance, we know that a goat is stubborn. So we are speaking stubbornness into their life. You know, we're speaking stubbornness into our life, into their life. Because even you come to names in and of themselves. Now, man is man is a spirit being with a soul in a body. Man is a spirit being with a soul in, in a body. Yeah. Now, you have to understand that man is metaphysical and physical. Yeah. So, when we give people names, names have meaning. And when we're giving them meanings, when we're giving them these names, these names have a spiritual and physical significance they have a spiritual and physical significance because especially in our african culture not only in african culture in each and every single culture because now we have to understand that meanings speak so the meaning of your name will speak in your life that meaning will speak and when that meaning begins to speak that meaning will manifest Meanings manifest when it comes to names. Meanings manifest. That is why you find Abraham changed the name of his last one. That's why you find Jabez praying and saying, God, change my name. That I will no longer cause this. Because when he was birthed, he was called pain. And he begins to change that. Why? Because a name will speak. A name will speak. And that which is spoken over you, through that which you've been called, is something that will come to pass. So we see the spiritual significance of language there. And also we have to understand that even when the enemy works, he works in language. That when the enemy speaks to us, he speaks in language. So he has a native language. He speaks in language. You find that he is among the angels. He is a fallen angel. Yeah. And because he's a fallen angel, there's that language of the angels. And he fell with a language and in a language. Yeah. You know, he fell in a language and with a language. So there's a language that he speaks because he's a thinking being as well. And because he's a thinking being, he's using language. When he's speaking his will, he's using language. When he's speaking lies to us, he's using language. When he's speaking negative things to us, he's using language. And we have to understand that the, the, whatever language the enemy speaks is in a negative vibrational charge. So when he's speaking to us, he's speaking to us from a negative place. He's speaking to us in negativity. He is so much gone in negativity because he's 
frequency is vibrating in a very negative frequency. His frequency has a very negative vibration, uh, has a very negative vibration. So he is in a negative vibrational charge. So even when he's speaking something, even when he's saying something that is true, something that is a fact, something that is real, something that is there, when he speaks it, it comes with his charge. It comes in that negative vibrational charge. And you are able to discern, spiritually speaking, that's what the Bible says, to discern uh, some who have developed their spiritual senses, to be able to discern between that which is good and that which is bad. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking spiritually speaking, that means to be able also to discern the different spiritual vibrations, or rather to discern the vibrational charges or frequencies, or to discern the vibrational frequencies what is the difference because there's a difference in vibrational frequency because all of us are frequencies and everything is frequency and frequency is consistently in a state of vibration so you find that there is a vibrational charge so when the enemy is speaking he's speaking from that vibrational charge in that vibrational charge through that vibrational charge to aim at fulfilling something negative so even when he was tempting jesus in the book of matthew 4 the enemy was using language was speaking to Jesus in a language that Jesus understood and he understood. Was speaking in that particular language. And Jesus understood what the enemy was saying. And the enemy understood the responses. But now when Jesus was speaking, Jesus was speaking and he was saying, it is written. Jesus spoke the counsel of God, which is in the charge of God. And the word is alive. And this life that the word has is the life of God. So when he spoke, he was speaking the life of God. And he was speaking the life of God. The enemy cannot stand that. Cannot stand that. Why? Because the enemy is in a negative vibrational charge. And the vibrational charge of God will always dissipate the enemy. Because it will, no, it will always cause the enemy to run, not to dissipate the enemy. It will always cause the enemy to disperse. Yeah. Okay. So, on to our next question. How does our usage of language mm -hmm. affect us? Wow, wow, that's 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 that's, that's an amazing question. Our uh, usage of language. How does our usage of language How does affect, it affect us? us yeah. Well, all of us use language. We're using language now. Yeah. Uh, but you find that the Bible speaks about how Christians should speak, and it says, uh, "Let your." Let me begin from the Christian perspective. You know, and it says the following: "Let your let your words be let let, let your words be seasoned with salt." Mm -hmm. And the Bible says we are the salt of the earth. Yeah. We are the light of the world. So in other words, let your speech, let your language uh, be seasoned with God. Let your language be seasoned with God. So you find that how we use language, we use language to express ourselves, yes. But we also use language to communicate as human beings. But we also have to understand the Bible talks about profane language. It talks about profane language. And... The Bible says profane language should not be used, not only by Christians, but it should not also be used by man. Now man, when I say about man here, I'm using the term man to refer to humanity. Mm -hmm. Now, and we have to understand that man was not created to speak profanely. Let me repeat that. Man was not created to speak profanely. Profane language is a foreign language to man. Man was not created to speak profane language, but man was created with that particular ability. He could speak that. Mm -hmm. But got to understand that in the person of God, there's no profanity. 
And man was created in the image and likeness of God to reverberate God. Mm -hmm. So if we were created to reverberate God, that's original intent. Mm -hmm. And in God, there's no profanity. So also, according to original intent in relation to man, man was created not to have or to speak from profane language. So when we are using profane language, when we are listening to profane language, profane language is not in the charge of God. It is not in the charge of God. It is not in a positive vibrational charge. Profane language is in a negative vibrational charge. And you got to understand that because profane language is in a negative vibrational charge, these casting words, which are very common to this particular generation when it comes to music, when it comes to entertainment, you know, there's sometimes movies, movies sometimes yeah. you need a sensor in your head because yeah. ding, 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 you know, all that stuff, you know, it's just become a norm. But we need to understand that there is a propagation of the charge of the enemy in that which is profane. So when you are speaking profanity, you're not in the image and likeness of. We're not reverberating God at that particular time. There's no profanity in God. Man was not created for the profane. Man was not created to speak profanely. Man was created to speak that which is good, that which is in the image and likeness of God. Because in the image and likeness that we are in, whosever image and likeness we are in, whether it is God or whether now it is the enemy, when we begin to speak, we will speak in the image and likeness of who we are. And remember, the Bible says that the heart of man is corrupt and the heart of man is wicked and exceedingly corrupt, meaning we became corrupt. And in this being corrupt, there is corruptness of language. The language that man was created in was corrupt. Mm -hmm. It was corrupted at the fall. When man fell, the language in man also fell. When man fell, the language in man also fell. After understand that means that when man became corrupt, the language in man also became corrupt. And when man was, when in the book of Genesis 6, when God creates these other different languages, we have to understand that these languages in God lacked profanity. They lacked profanity. But when these languages were breathed into man, and man had become corrupt, in that particular instance that they were in man, and we see that there is an advancement of language, but in that particular instance, because man had fallen, now it was fallen man. Now the language which God gave man was good. But the moment that language became in man, it became as man. You get it became as man. Yeah. So got to understand that how we use language affects us. Because the, the more we speak profanely, the more our vibrational charge changes. The more vibrational charge changes. And you got to also understand that we use language to uh, speak over ourselves and to speak over things and to speak over people. So, so we have to understand that even the way we use language, the kind of language that we use, if it's profane language or if it's good language, uh, if it's profane, it attracts the enemy. But if it's a language that is not profane, then the enemy has no, has no place. He cannot find a place through language. Now, notice what I say. He cannot find a place, a place through language. language. Why? You've got to understand as believers that when we speak profane language and when we become attached to that which is profane in terms of language and when we listen to that which is profane, it becomes integrated into our soul content. 
And the moment it is integrated into our soul content, we become that which is profane. Now, profane language, when integrated into us, now that means that we become profane. That means that our understanding becomes profane. Now, that means that the enemy has access to us. And if he has access to us, he has access to our understanding. And if he has access to our understanding, he's able to influence negatively our spiritual reality. Because you've got to understand that God used language to construct the spiritual reality of man. Now, these languages that we have, we use language to also construct our spiritual realities. And we use language to construct our physical reality as well. So how we use language really matters. Because language is a means of construction. Every construction is in language. The construction of spiritual reality is in language. The construction of physical reality is in language. Yeah. And profane language will construct a reality that does not reverberate God. Mm. We do that which we listen to. As a man thinketh, so is he. Mm. But as a man listens, as a man listens, so he thinks. And as he thinks, so he becomes. Pastor Joseph, I have yes. a question here from someone. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to mention. <laughs> That's Pastor Bethel, our yes, pastor ministry. Woo, pastor, pastor Bethel. <laughs> He's asked uh, a question. I know it's going to, it, it affects most of us. Yes. Especially the teenagers. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, are all languages acceptable in the church sector? For mm. example, that's E.G. Sheng, mm -hmm. knowing that it has a different culture connected to it. Knowing that it has a different culture, culture connected to, to it. it. Wow, wow. And you know, you, you, you <laughs> Sheng. <laughs> Interesting. Sweet. Yeah, uh, you know, when we go back to the beginning, when we go back to the, 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 at the beginning of the teaching, we say that uh, one of the definitions that we use of language is that, and that is a very amazing question. <laughs> Only Pastor Bethel can ask that. <laughs> Mr. Bethel, the genius. Yeah, and holler to all the people from our kids zone. Now, take it. <laughs> oh, I just use shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so is it acceptable? Uh, when you in come the to, in the church setup. Now, yeah. when you come to, um, when you go back, uh, when you come back to the beginning of, of, when you go back retrospectively to the beginning of the teaching, I would say that language is a combination of words that are used by a particular people, a particular people group to communicate, isn't it? Yeah. Now, where there is a people, there is a culture. Mm -hmm. And I think it is Mahatma Gandhi who says that people are, are people are their culture. Yeah. You know, are people yeah. are their culture. Yeah. And you've got to understand that culture is God-given. But not every culture is God-given. Because culture is a way of life. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Culture is a way of life. But culture is good in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But not everything in culture is good. So you find that even when you come to shame in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Now shame to mean a combination of Swahili and English. It can be even our body language. Yeah, it can even be Kikui. Yeah, so yeah. it's a combination of different languages, yeah, you know. Yeah. So so long as these different Languages and the you, 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 well, I was about to say usage, hallelujah, the queen me, <laughs> and the usage. Oh, thank you, Holy yeah. Spirit. And the usage and the usage of this shame yeah. is there is no profanity in it, 
because every language can be corrupted every language can be corrupted go to understand every language became corrupted man when man fell the language became corrupted him so uh, we got to understand that how we use language whether we are using it to reverberate god or whether we are using it profanely that is to reverberate the enemy that is what really matters it is how we use it it is how you use it so when you come to a church setup for instance, because Pastor Bethel has asked about the church setup. When I come to the church setup in terms of um, in terms of teaching and so forth, I find that uh, shame can be used for contextualization. But you got to understand there's a very thin line between contextualization and compromise. There's a very thin line between that contextualization and compromise. Uh, there's a guy uh, called Buddha Boss. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. he when he's I doing the, the teachings, the yeah, uh, when he's doing the teachings, he does teachings, but mm-hmm. most of the teachings in Shen. Yeah, you know, like I've, I've been with Brian, uh, our young men's ministry leader mm-hmm. at at Nando, when he's ministering to some of the guys that he's ministering to, mm-hmm. and he leaves Shen. You see, when he's using Shen, and I've also had that particular instance. Yeah. Uh, for instance, today mm-hmm. I was ministering to someone, and I thank Pastor Sharon for the challenge. You can evangelize, yeah. you know. <laughs> so when I was ministering to someone. Um, I used sham. Mm-hmm. See, it is the employment of language because language is a tool. So it is the employment of language. Yeah. When you come to the church setup, we need to be careful. We need to be careful not to compromise because some t- we need to be careful to ha- have this thin line between contextualization and compromise. How can we compromise? You see, in terms of compromise, it has to do with the following. Now, you see, God, let me use the person of Christ to use the word. Mm-hmm. Now, Christ came into our context. God contextualized himself. Mm-hmm. You can use that. Yeah. God contextualized himself. Christ was born in a culture yeah. with a language. Mm-hmm. Now, there were different types of languages during the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There was Greek. Now, Greek, that conch Greek. Yeah. There was uh, Hebrew and there was Koine Greek. Now, it's known as Koine Greek. Now, this Koine Greek you could arguably state that it was a melted down version of the Greek, which is solid or deep, you know. Yeah. So it was Koine Greek. There was also Amharic. Mm. Now, in that particular culture where there are four languages, could we arguably state there was communication through these all four languages? Yes. But could you also arguably state that there was communication using in like i can be communicating to you now and because i know you know i'm hurry and because i know you know greek yeah. so i speak to you in greek but there's a word i cannot bring out in greek and i use amharic mm-hmm. and i use it to communicate yeah. now when two languages are combined you see it, it's it's not bad there's no problem mm-hmm. but when christ was born in a culture and when christ was raised up in a culture mm-hmm. christ did not compromise the person of god he did not compromise the person of God. He did not compromise the image and likeness of God to fit into a society. He did not compromise when he came into the context of this particular people, the context of the Israelites. He didn't compromise. Yeah. He came, he reflected God, he spoke the truth using the language that these people are using. Yeah. So I can go to the guys that are speaking Shan and I contextualize the person of God. I speak in Shan. And as I speak in Shan, I'm communicating and as I communicate, people are able to understand. They're able to understand because they can understand Shem. You know, most of the young people you have today, they understand Shem. When you speak Swahili fluently, ah, no. When you speak English fluently, ah, no. You know, they cannot really communicate in that particular line. And it's not that they can't. Rather, they're like, no, we just want to speak in Shem. 
but also when you come to that now in terms of a compromise um, there's particular terms when it comes to speaking to God mm. where we need to have reverence for God reverence that's the difference maker mm. if we contextualize and lose reverence yeah. we have compromised if we contextualize and lose the fear of God, mm. we have compromised. We have compromised. There are certain terms used for God in the shame that I personally do not agree with. And I cannot use them. I cannot use them. You know, I cannot use them. And the reason why I cannot use them is out of reverence. So when I'm speaking to someone in shame about Christ, mm -hmm. I will not use the word. That's a term that's used to describe God. Yeah, I'll not use that word. Okay. You know, I'll not use that that's, term. That's based on your personal conviction? It has to do with my personal conviction. Why? Because what I see that as is I can do that for the purpose of contextualization, but if I do that for contextualization, I will have compromised. I just say God. Yeah. I cannot say that. Yeah. We have to, in terms of when it comes to contextualization, the moment we water down, what is what I say? The moment we water down the person of God, then the usage, when the moment we water down the person of God in sharing or whatever language it is we are contextualizing, what happens is the following. When we water the person of God and when we water the nature of God and when we approach God in this so casual manner, mm -hmm. There's no reverence. We have compromised. So can we use share? Yes, I use it. But will I use it and compromise? No, I'll only use it to contextualize. Yeah. We have to be wise in how we use share. Mm -hmm. And not only share. We have to be wise in how we, do, we contextualize using language. Mm -hmm. We have to be very wise. Because we can think we are contextualizing, mm -hmm. but we are actually compromising. <laughs> Another question from Be Benjamin. Okay, I have to say this right. Ngabo. <laughs> Benji! I say it right, huh? Benji, brotherhood. So, yeah, Benjamin is asking. <laughs> I know he's going to. Sorry, Benji. So the question is uh, concerning speaking of tongues, the Bible says that we utter mysteries, and in other places, it speaks of tongues of angels. Mm -hmm. Are these two different languages? Are these two different languages? And are they related in any way? That is speaking of tongues. Okay, concerning speaking of tongues, mm. the Bible says that we utter mysteries. And in other places, it speaks of tongues of angels. Yes. So are these two different languages? Are they two, two different languages? Yes. And are they related in any way? Yes. They are, they are related and they're different. Because the law says that when we speak in tongues, we are speaking mysteries to, to God. Mm -hmm. To God. Mm -hmm. So we are directly communicating to mm -hmm. God. God is able to understand. God is able to understand what we are saying. You know, yeah. God is able to comprehend because we are speaking to Him and we are speaking mysteries to Him. Now, a mystery is something that is unknown. Yeah. So even when we are praying in tongues, we are speaking something that we don't know. There is a time God will give us interpretation. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. and they'll be able to understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But when you're praying, you're praying mysteries to God. And when you're praying in tongues, you're praying the counsel of God. And when you're praying in tongues, we are constructing and deconstructing spiritual and physical realities. Mm-hmm. But now we're communicating to God mysteries. God is able to understand. We're communicating to him, and he understands what it is that we are saying. Because it's mysteries to God. God is the one that's hearing this. And when you come to the tongues of angels, now tongues of angels, these are languages that angels speak. The way we have languages, the languages of men, we also have the languages of, of angels. Mm-hmm. You know? And the very languages of angels are yes for, the communica- for communication and also for the construction of physical and spiritual realities. Because angels minister to us. They enable us to construct the physical reality that God has appointed for us. They enable us to construct them. So you find that these languages, yes, they are connected, and their connection is in fulfilling the counsel in the mind of God. Mm-hmm. Fulfilling the counsel in the mind and the mind of God. Because when we are praying, we are praying the mind of God to the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when angels now are being communicated to by God, the angels understand also languages mm-hmm. and stuff. So when God is um, ministering to angels and he's telling angels, do this, do that, and all that stuff, you know, it's in there language yeah. you know we could arguably state it's in their language and these languages which are of angels mm-hmm. now therefore carrying out the purpose of god because language is a means of construction yeah. and whether it is the language of man or the language of angels these languages are for the same purpose and that purpose is for the construction of a spiritual and physical reality that reverberates the person of god yeah yeah so that was it but first, we want to say thank you to all those that turned in. Huh? Yes. I can see Naomi, my sister, who is yes. standing. I can Dude. see... Wait, wait a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, Mom Sylvie, thank you for tuning in. Lorraine or Lea Adonis. <laughs> thank Lorraine. you for tuning in. Deborah, Dr. as Dr. always, thank you. Thank you so much. Shipale. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and John Kuria, thank you so much for tuning in I can't yes. mention all of you, I can see some of them so thank you guys for tuning in we have come unfortunately to our, the end of our session but we have to pray, that was really 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 deep huh? and I'm going to request again our wise Pastor Joseph if you are going to pray for us and uh, before we pray, a uh, very big shout out to Brian Omondi. Um, our cameraman. Yes. <laughs> He's behind In some particular respect, yeah. our cameraman. And also yeah. to uh, Joe and Davis for lightening us up yeah. as we got to doing this. And of course, we thank God so very much for our senior pastors, Pastor Ron and Pastor Sharon, mm-hmm. uh, for the encouragement and also for allowing us to just have this type of ministry where we are ministering to young people. We thank God for you so very, very much. And uh, thank you so much for all that have tuned in. We thank God for you so very much. Mm -hmm. And if you have a question that you wanted to ask, just drop it right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've come to the end now, but that doesn't mean that we won't look at this again. If you have a question and you want us to uh, just answer that those these particular questions again we'll have the same sitting we'll review the questions and we'll uh, get to answer your questions as god enables us so thank you so very much for that we bless god for that and we give him glory for that so remember if you have questions just feel free to ask 
and we'll get them i uh, will get back to you and we'll tell you which day we are doing that yeah. when you are uh, when we'll be doing that and also if you have a topic that you'd like us to just handle uh we'll not be doing this every other week but we'll be doing this as led by the person of the holy spirit mm-hmm. so we'll also get to do that uh so even right now as we get to prayer i'll just like uh would just like us to bow our heads again and to get to listen mm-hmm. and what the holy spirit is ministering to me right now has to do with uh deconstruction and construction of realities and language you say that language is an instrument for construction and for deconstruction and uh, i believe 100% that the person of the holy spirit the realities that god wants to deconstruct and the realities that god wants to construct and god wants to give us knowledge and wisdom to know how to use a language and we are going to pray for that so just want to ask you right now if you feel free just uh, begin to pray with me at your house right now if you can just pray in the spirit just begin praying in that language of the spirit begin speaking mysteries to god and i believe that these mysteries that the holy spirit is speaking in that language they're deconstructing and constructing your spiritual and physical reality father we want to thank you for today lord we thank you for the teaching we thank you for your love and mercy abba father we thank you for your grace for your word almighty god for the holy spirit wow it is he's a blessing that we have the holy spirit living in us that we have god in us that god helps us that god you speak to us you contextualize yourself abba father just just the thought of that is just amazing lord that you're in our context you speak from our context yeah. we we give you glory for that father we we thank you even now we begin to repent for where we have spoken we've used language to construct realities that do not reflect you for where we've used language almighty father for where almighty father even within our soul content almighty god there is profane and foul language shere bakanda bazande bazete raboshete Begin, Almighty Father. There is a sanctification of soul content now in the name of Jesus. Father, sanctify our soul content, Almighty God. Father, we pray that you remove in the name of Jesus, our Father. Begin to remove, Almighty God. Begin to remove foul content in us. Foul content, Almighty God. There are even foul images. Begin to remove them in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because even images are constructed in language and through language and from language. Almighty God, we begin to speak the deconstruction of foul languages in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, there are tongues. There are tongues of believers, Almighty God, and not only believers, but there are tongues of men and women, Abba Father, that have profanity, Almighty God. We begin to speak, my Father, the consecration and sanctification of the soul content, the consecration and sanctification, Jehovah God, and a shift and a change in the languages that we use, Abba Father. We begin to speak against foul language and the spirits that operate in foul language language almighty god the spirits that have had entry into our lives because of fire language almighty god we begin to repent right now father god Come on, just begin repenting where you are. God is locking doors right now. We want 
to get to a place where we are knocking doors through the person of the Holy Spirit. Doors that we have opened through language, through foul language, through listening to foul language. And you have to understand that language sets your spiritual reality, which means that language sets your, your atmosphere, the atmosphere of your house. Father, we begin to speak right now, Shatabada, in the name of Jesus. We begin to repent, Almighty God, for where our Father, in the name of Jesus, we've tolerated that which is foul. We have accepted that which is foul. And we have opened doors for the enemy through the profane and the foul. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we repent, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Come on, begin repenting right now for the foul. Begin repenting in the name of Jesus. And as you begin to repent, the Holy Spirit is working. God is working. There are doors that God wants to lock. Father, Almighty God, we even begin to lock doors of foulness that we have opened to the enemy. Doors of foulness, we lock them in the name of Jesus. We lock them, Almighty God. Doors that give access to our understanding and our life and our home because of language we lock them in the name of Jesus shut up our candy we begin even now, mighty God, to deconstruct realities that were constructed by the usage of foul language. Almighty God, we begin to speak against words which have negative vibrations, Almighty God, in our lives. We begin to break those words, Almighty God. Father, I begin to speak against the effect, Almighty God, the effect, Almighty God, of negative words, of words in a negative vibrational charge. I begin to speak against them right now. I begin, Almighty Father, in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, Mighty Father, to rewrite, to rewrite, to rewrite, to rewrite the effects of words. Those that were told you will not prosper, I speak you will prosper. Those that have words spoken over them by their parents, by their authorities, whether spiritual, whether it is parents in the name of Jesus, I begin to break words which were spoken over you, that I begin to construct realities in your life that are not reflective of the person of God, that do not agree with your destiny. We begin to break them right now. We begin to break them right now. We destroy them in the name of Jesus. We destroy them in the name of Jesus. And words which you have spoken against yourself also, we ask you right now that you begin to repent and ask God to forgive you for words that you've spoken over yourself that do not reflect it. Begin to repent and as you repent, the Holy Ghost is working. There are words that our Father we have spoken over ourselves. We repent and we ask for your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Words which do not agree with you. Thoughts that we have agreed with from the enemy that do not agree with you. We begin to repent for agreeing with the language that the enemy used. We begin to repent for uh, the enemy's usage of language language to, to bring in fear and we agreed with fear. We repent for agreeing with fear. We repent for agreeing with the enemy, almighty God. In the mighty name of Jesus, shut up, rakotore, rebo, jandaba, kata, shate, rebo, koto, rebo, zada, zede. We begin, mighty Father, almighty God, to annihilate things, mighty Father, in our lives. That are because of the enemy, Almighty God, and his language that we have accepted, Almighty God. We repent and we ask you, O oh Father, to deconstruct our spiritual realities, Jehovah, where there is profanity remove it where we spoke and we said things which do not agree with you oh God cleanse us from them almighty God we begin to destroy words that the enemy has carried 
intending to fulfill in our lives. I begin to speak over you that every word that the enemy is trying to, to cause to come to pass in your life and it is not of God, it will not be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. We break it right now in Jesus' name. We break it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we set you free from words that were spoken over you that are of destruction and not of life. In Jesus' mighty name. And we speak life and we speak a blessing upon you that you will in the name of Jesus fulfill your full days. You will in the name of Jesus there's some whose motivation has been killed completely. You're no longer motivated because of things which have been spoken. And I begin to speak motivation over you right now in the name of Jesus. I speak motivation over you right now in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Motivation. Every negative word that destroyed your motivation. And you keep on remembering it. You keep on hearing them. I begin to break them right now in Jesus' name. I command them in the name of Jesus. They have no power in you anymore. They are, they are some the enemy has been using words which are spoken over you negatively over and over again he whispers them to your ear over and over again and in the name of Jesus Christ I begin to speak that those words no longer have power in the name of Jesus do not agree with those words in Jesus mighty name do not agree with them at all in the name of Jesus some it's words which are spoken by teachers words which are spoken by your parents and I'm hearing specifically about fathers. And I begin to speak right now in the mighty name of Jesus. By the person of the Holy Spirit. May you receive power to go past those words in Jesus' mighty name. May you receive power to go past those words in the name of Jesus. May the Holy Spirit give you wisdom through this teaching to break those words, to break agreement with those words in the mighty name of Jesus. Even some, you've had breakups. In terms of relationships, the breakups are not good. There are things which were spoken over you. There are things which were said about you. Even in terms of friendships.